You're now listening to episode 234 of the Big Bang Buzzcast, recorded on July 18th, 2022. I'm Roxanne. And I'm Nicole. And this week we're going to be talking about the Vegas renormalization, which was episode 22 of season two. Yes. It's a very good one. It's, it's, I don't, I feel like it's not a great one for me. (laughs) It's not a great one, but it's like solid. Like there's, there's like stuff in almost every scene that I'm like, okay, that was a good joke. Mm Mm-hmm. I like, I forgot about part of this when I was watching. I do not know like when the last time I watched this episode was. So like there was, but I was like, oh yeah, that's here. Okay. That was fun. But yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we have any news, or at least none that I made note of, so we can get right into the episode discussion. I don't think anyone gets their news from us, so unless there's something, like, super big that we, like, oh, have well, to talk about. Kaylee was uh, nominated for an Emmy again. Was that really since a- the last time we recorded? <laughs> yeah. I have zero, I have not had a concept of time since May. <laughs> <laughs> like even on vacation I was like okay we're here we were there yesterday we're going here tomorrow like I never knew what actual day it was Mm-hmm. yeah that was because I think that was just this past week okay she was nominated for um best actress in a comedy for the flight attendant which once again I saw like the nomination I was I like my brain like stopped for a second like wait comedy oh wait yeah that's what they're entering themselves as it's interesting to Um, me because i feel like just because there's humor in something doesn't mean it's a comedy like there should be humor humorous moments in everything if it's like a realistic story mm -hmm. like there's like really sad stuff just in real life that can have funny moments uh, I don't mean like in I'm not like oh Hurricane Katrina that was hilarious but I mean like if you're if you're doing like a biography of someone's life that went through Hurricane Katrina there's still going to be jokes in like a two hour documentary you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like like if they're interviewing them they'll crack some joke like even if they're like oh I have this memory of my father and then like they tell a funny story like. You, you, you have to have some kind of balance and everything. I mean, there's jokes in The Handmaid's Tale. A lot of the times it's, like, related to how shitty their life is, but they kind of have to use humor once in a blue moon as a coping mechanism. So it's like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a comedy. I feel like if the storyline is what it is, that's a drama. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. here's, a, here's a nice comedy about, like, murder. <laughs> Yeah, I was just checking again. So the show itself wasn't nominated for at least for just like outstanding comedy. But Kaylee was I don't know if there's I wonder any if others part of why the they're considering it a comedy is just because Kaylee's in it and like the two things that most people think of her being in prior to this were comedies. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, oh, we're on the fence and we have a very well-established comedic actress. So we're just going to say it's a comedy. Yeah, maybe that. And I guess also just since they really could go, I guess. Well, like, obviously, they we feel like they fit more as a drama. Just for whatever reason, they feel like they have better chances against the other comedy shows versus shows that are entered as dramas. But... I feel like that just means that they should 
I, I'm not saying this as an insult. I, I like the flight attendant, but I'm like, if you're like, this is a drama, but we don't think it's good enough to compete with the other dramas, like maybe write better material if that's how mm-hmm. you feel. <laughs> like, I don't have that opinion. I think it's a very good show, but I think it's a drama. And I'm like, I feel like, oh, well, the comedy category is weak. So let's just get awards. Like the comedy category would have to be very, very weak if the show that's not a comedy is funnier. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw, I think it was like some tweet the other day that was like new like category for the Emmys, like comedy that's actually a comedy. Right. Um, so. Well, like, okay, when they're all of a sudden like comedy or musical, so they can put Glee in. Glee is more of a drama as well, I feel. Yeah. With all the stuff that they addressed. Although I did like when someone said, you know, Shows need to be diverse, but you shouldn't have to do every single possible representation because they were like, you know what happens when you try to shove every social issue that's ever existed into one show? You get Glee. (laughs) Which Glee now, unfortunately, has been in all of my YouTube suggestions because I was watching, I mean, you know this, but I was watching stuff about uh, how Leah Michelle is allegedly a uh, vile person and um, allegedly was pulling shady stuff to get the role in Funny Girl. I was watching a ton of stuff about that. And now YouTube thinks that I want to watch all of her performances in Glee. Um, And then me watching reviews on the train wreck that was Diana the Musical, um, which I've great, I've greatly enjoyed those because I feel like they fleshed out like they, when they were explaining what was so bad about it. I'm like, yes, that is exactly my opinion, but I could not articulate it beyond God. That is so bad. And so I'm glad that they were <laughs> they were able to like put it in like actual like I could give a presentation on the problems with this. And like I agreed with everything they said, but I could not have articulated it the way that they did. So I greatly enjoyed those. And because I liked those, YouTube now thinks I want to watch, I think, collectively about seven and a half hours of Diana or Diana slash Charles interviews. And um, of seven hours of interviews, that's about six hours and 52 minutes more than my interest would hold on any of those. So I need to just start going through and like putting random stuff of my actual interest into YouTube to fix the algorithm because it is a train wreck right now. (laughs) Does YouTube give you the option to, like, on, like, the suggested videos, tell them, like, no? Like, when Facebook pops up with suggestions, you can tell them no? I'm not sure. I feel like probably. Um, but I, I'm not sure. I haven't. My, my gut way to fix it is just look up other stuff. So <laughs> I have. Which I also was watching a lot of like Mount Everest and K2 and Nanga Parbat um, type documentaries. So I don't know why I watch two Diana the Musical reviews and it wants to present me with a full shift at work's worth of her talking about the monarchy. Um but I watch all these Everest documentaries and then the only thing that comes up is Tenzing Norgay on To Tell the Truth. And I'm like, I've watched that already. <laughs> I guess it's trying. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that. I don't even think you tried at all, Star. Where it's like <laughs> sort of in the shape of a star, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I need to fix that. Um, but anyway, um, Big Bang Theory. 
Yes. I think that's all we have to say on The Flight Attendant, right? Really, yeah. Like, Kaylee was nominated. The show wasn't. Like I said, I'm not sure if they got any other general noms. But she's, like, the big one and most relevant for our interests. So, yeah. congrats to her, at least, for the nomination. Yeah. Because that's cool to see. And, I mean, she is funny. So, I mean, I feel like just seeing Kaylee Cuoco nominated in a comedy category is not weird. It's just yeah. I don't think that the show's a comedy. Exactly. Which is, uh, to tying it back into my YouTube problem, one of the things people are talking about with Leah Michelle taking over in Funny Girl, they were like, her comedic timing on Glee was terrible. So they're mm-hmm. like, I don't know how she's going to pull off the comedy in that show. But um, I'm sure that the new people I have subscribed to will uh, inform we'll me how she you. does in September when she starts. Good. Alrighty. All right. So, so Vegas episode, which because of Vegas and the sex worker connotation and the fact that there was a sex worker in this episode for like four years, I thought this episode was called the Vegas remoralization <laughs> instead of remoralization. <laughs> and then for some reason, maybe you mentioned it when we were recording or something like you said the name of it, or maybe I just looked at it again and I was like, hold up, I was wrong about what this episode was called. <laughs> I mean, that also could fit, so. Right, like if it, if it wasn't a Vegas episode, I don't know if my brain would have read it that way, but um, that, literally probably four years, I thought that's what that episode was called. I like it. Okay, so it starts with the guys playing 20 questions, trying to figure out what character Leonard is. Um, And we get the nice, shiny Sheldon C-3PO mention, which is fun. I do think he kind of looks like C-3PO, honestly. Like, Um, once they said it, like, I don't think I would have, like, thought of it on my own. But once they said it, it's like, yeah, yeah. I get it. So I don't remember if this was before or after this episode, but somebody did a fan art that was like the cast as Star Wars characters and Sheldon was C-3PO. I feel like I may have seen that on fan pop before this episode aired because I feel like I remember when this aired my dad saying to me, hey, it's like that drawing you showed me. But it might also have been a rerun of this episode that he said that I don't remember. But yes, once it, it's much easier to picture that than him as Admiral Akbar. Yes. Um, also, when Howard asks Leonard, is there a picture of you in my wallet wearing a metal bikini? It reminds me of a fantastic Carrie Fisher quote where she talked about how she was kind of fetishized. And now she has not been allowed to age largely because of that costume. And her quote was, and I'm going to read it. She said, I'm what psychology journals refer to as batshit crazy. It's a delicate mix of bipolar disorder, which I'm able to control through serious medication and a completely untreatable case of I don't give a shit. Unfortunately for a woman, the side effects of this condition include reduced employment, phone calls from terrified PR flax, and tremendous difficulty getting myself down to a weight that's acceptable to some 35-year-old studio executive whose deepest fantasy and worst nightmare somehow both involve me in a gold bikini. Mm. which I love that quote because she's like, I am so like, like she hated that thing. And like, she told, Oh gosh, what's her name? Daisy Ridley. Is that who plays Ray? Yeah. Um, When they asked her like, what advice would you give her? And she was like, do not wear anything you don't want to wear. 
Um, Mm -hmm. because like the iconic princess Leia is when she had the least amount of agency in the entire show. And it was just that, that costume just kind of followed her for the rest of her life and her like, you know, deepest fantasy and worst nightmare, deepest fantasy being her at like 22 or however old she was. And then worst nightmare being imagining her in it now because God forbid women get older. Um, yeah. which also reminds me of her favorite tweet. My favorite tweet of her ever that said, stop debating whether or not I aged well. Unfortunately, that hurts all three of my feelings. I have used <laughs> that. That is in my, like, that is in the lexicon now for me. If somebody <laughs> says something, I'll just be like, well, unfortunately, that hurts all three of my feelings. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher would have been a great millennial, I feel like. Yes. Like, a lot of the humor, like, she adapted to that very well. And, like, how she would do entire tweets just in emoji. And Mark Hamill is like, I have absolutely no idea what this <laughs> says. Yes, like, that fits perfectly. I like it. Oh, yeah. She she would get along with our generation a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so moving on. Is this when Leslie calls or was the, was the yes. other? Okay. So Leslie calls and Sheldon asks Leonard what friends with benefits is. He asks if that means that he does he provide her with health insurance, which reminds me of when I joked to Marianne that I was going to marry her just for the health insurance at her job. So that's the kind of friends with benefits (laughs) that I am. um, I would be looking for if anyone wants to marry me and get them on their plan. That would be fantastic. Taking applications. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> depending on the gender of the person um, will depend on what the benefits are on your end. But on my end, I want health insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I do like when like Leonard tries to explain it to Sheldon and he's just like, I'm sorry, I can't imagine any of that. <laughs> Maintaining friendships, having sex or dating. Sheldon does not get it. Nope. Um, and so then I like how Sheldon's like, oh, it's my turn. And Raj goes, are you Spock? And he goes, I don't like this game. <laughs> and then they have a call back to that later, which I really enjoy. Yes. Um, and then Howard comes back. And we find out pretty quickly that he has been dumped. Either that or he's being someone from Babylon 5. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are actually not positive at this point but however later it is established that he was dumped Mm -hmm. uh yeah so leslie said she's a rolling stone and moved right along and sheldon doesn't understand why howard's upset because of the supposed no like emotions attached that was supposed to be yes Um, And then Howard's, of course, I had feelings for her. I saw her naked. This would have been a good point where Leonard could be like, yeah, so do I. And I'm good. (laughs) Like, (laughs) True. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how, like, when, like, does it ever, did they ever really mention again that Leonard and her were together when Howard and her hooked up? I can't remember. I don't think so. I think the next time we get it is at the end of season three when he goes over there. Mm-hmm. But I think that I don't think there it was ever mentioned like in this context. It's part of the storyline. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, then, surprisingly, it's Sheldon who offers the suggestion of going to Vegas as a distraction for Howard. Uh, where you can replace your problems with new ones, like alcohol, alcoholism, gambling, and STDs. Which, of course, he did not say as STD because no. Sheldon just says things out loud. It is sexually transmitted infection now. It is STI. I have a friend whose initials are STI, and it was the worst day of his life when they said that they were changing that. Um, And then another one of my friends was going to send out save the dates for the wedding, and it said STD at the top. And I was like, why did you not run this by people before you actually printed 100 of them? (laughs) Um, I said to her, I was like, um, STD. And then she goes... I have to spend $50 again getting these reprinted because I'm not going to not see it. And I'm like, it's a save the date card. Why doesn't it just say save the date? Both of those are very unfortunate yes. situations. That that just reminds me of um, one of my paper plate awards in college was the storyteller award because they were like literally anything that somebody talks about. Nicole somehow has a story that's somewhat relating to it. And I'm like, how do I have an unfortunate STD and STI story that is not actually about sexually transmitted problems? Neither of them. So then Howard, Raj and Leonard all decide they're going to head off to Vegas And Sheldon is like, nope. Yeah, he's like, bye. He'd rather have a blowfly lay eggs in him. Um, Okay, here's a question for you. Um, They haven't lived in L.A. their entire... Well, Howard maybe has lived in L.A. his entire life. Um, Leonard's been there for a long time. Um, Is it... Is it surprising to you that none of them have been to Vegas? Or because I feel like around here, like a lot of us have been to Chicago. A lot of us have been to Cincinnati. I feel like if I lived in Los Angeles, I probably would have found something to do in Vegas within a few years. And it's not like that super, super far. So is it like have most people, would you say, have been there as adults? Or is it just that like you've been there, but it's not necessarily common? I mean, I feel like most people who have been here for, like, an extended amount of time have probably been to Vegas, but also, like, I do not remember the last time I was in Vegas. Okay. It might have been for my 21st birthday, the last time that I, like, went to, like, go to Vegas versus, like, we were driving somewhere and we drove through Vegas and we, like, I think we might have stopped for lunch on, like, one of my Quidditch trips, but, like... Gotcha. Because I thought it was weird that I'm like, you guys have never been there? Because I know that there's like, like one of my friends, she has a job and like she lives in um, Kentucky, which is nowhere near Nevada. Um, And she works a job that has, I guess if you stretch it, maybe it has something in common with an industry in Vegas. It's not it's not sex work. No shame in that. I'm just saying that's not why I'm being vague. I just don't really know how to explain what she does. Um, And, like, she has conferences in Vegas. Like, she's worked at this job for, like, two years, and she's been to Vegas, like, two or three times. Um, So I'm like, I feel like there would be stuff going on there. Like, I don't know if necessarily science, but, like, some sort of interest that one of them would have. Yeah, I mean, like, I think there was, like, 
like a Harry Potter conference that they had it there one year. I think there's some sort of like electronic conference that might be in Vegas. Like I do know they have like various stuff that goes on there. Okay. Um, I mean, it didn't it jump didn't, out like, to me like like saying like oh someone from Los someone from Anaheim has never been to Los Angeles like that would be weirder. But yeah. for some reason, it just surprised me when they were all like, "No, we haven't been there because it's what four hours." Um, if you drive, I feel like it's longer than that. At, I think it's like at least five. Okay. Well, me to Kentucky is six, so it's drivable to me. <laughs> yeah. But then also, like, if you hit traffic, it can be very much longer. Okay, so I Googled it, and it says four hours and ten minutes, so maybe the five hours is with the traffic? I mean, like, with traffic, I feel like you could easily hit, like, six or seven hours. Yeah. There was so someone... leave at the wrong time. There was someone who was doing a road trip in a road trip Facebook group I'm in that was like, oh, I mapped this out, and, like, this is how long it'll take us, this is how long it'll take us, and people are like, it's not gonna take you... I don't, I don't know what country she was from, but it was a different country. Um, we were like, it's not going to, you are going to take so much longer than that. And she's like, well, I know traffic can be pretty bad. And we're like, no, the speed limit is like 15 miles an hour slower than you think it is. <laughs> so I was like, even before you factor in traffic, like I know 15 miles an hour, like, but like she's talking about like eight, nine hour driving days. Like if you're going 15 miles an hour slower, that is going to add up really fast, even before traffic. Yeah. And she was like, oh, speed limits are very slow in America. And I'm like, look, <laughs> there's a there's a portion of um, the highway um, north of me, I-69. Nice. Um, that is 75, whereas most of the state is 55 to 70. And when I go 75 on that road, I feel like I am living on the wild side. I cannot imagine going however fast this woman goes in her home country. But we were like, no, 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 the speed limit is not is not that fast. Like this is this is the speed limit in this area. And she's just like, oh, that's like really slow. And we're like, yeah, you might want to like add another day to your commute here because that's not going to happen. Yeah. All right, so they're all going to go because they're going to be right now people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like how Leonard was like, we're going to be right now people. I have to stop at the drugstore, but then we'll go right now. <laughs> you know, I had the thought, like, this could have been, like, a, like if they, wa- they wanted to, it could have been, like, a anything can happen Thursday situation. Or situation. Oh, yeah. They could have brought um, that back immediately. Right? But, yeah, instead it was just, like, not at all. But anyways, well, I, I guess, guess if it was a, they're specifying it's a weekend. Yeah, I was just thinking like if it was Thursday, they would have had like the work situation Friday, but they could have all just called out if they really wanted to be right now, people. Yeah, I'm so. sure Mrs. Davis would have been like, yeah, I'm sure they're all sick. <laughs> I'm just pretending she's around. I don't think she was at this point, but I like her. So I'm just pretending she was. Mm-hmm. So then hey, they've left and then Penny yes. shows up. Yes. Yeah. She runs into Sheldon um, as they walk up Which is up never the a good stairs. time. Huh? You said she runs into Sheldon and I said, which is never a good time. <laughs> no, but Sheldon is in a very good mood right now. 
um, because he's all by himself and he was able to order like the food that none of the other guys either want or can eat. So he's got a good night planned. Yeah, he does. Um, Although I do want to point out really quick when he said, I'll be like in my fortress of solitude. And she said that Superman's big ice thing. Right. And he goes, oh, I'm finding your tenuous grasp of the English language folksy and charming today. I'm like, she probably knows what fortress and solitude mean as words, but like she just might not know the specific pop culture reference. Mm hmm. It's like that there's a tag group on Facebook that's like, I understand each of those words individually. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) when you put them together, I'm really confused, but I can define each word just separately on its own. Yes. And then Sheldon realizes as he tries to re-enter his apartment that he doesn't have his key. Which Penny's real bold making a joke about it, seeing as... That means that he's going to be at her place. <laughs> right. I I really like his, like, singing as he's looking for the key and how it, like, crescendos as he realizes yeah. that he doesn't have it. <laughs> that was nicely done. Yeah, it was. Um, and then I liked his, I realize you're also on your own tonight. So if at some point you find yourself with nothing to do, please do not disturb me. <laughs> I feel that so much. Mm-hmm. It's like that sign we saw visitors leave by nine. I'm like, I need to put that out in front of my house. This is also me. Like, I have friends who are like, what are you doing? And I'm literally just like, ooh, that depends on how you're going to follow this up. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it's, um, oh, nothing. I just want, I wanted to link you to this video you can watch. Or, oh, I want to send you a voice message or something like that. And I just want to make sure you can listen to it. But if you're going to follow it up with want to do X, then I am busy. Mm-hmm. I jokingly said to my manager, she um, asked me, are you um, going to be around on this day next month? And I said, yes. And then she sent me a, um, in true millennial fashion, she texted her baby shower invites to people. Um, so <laughs> she sent me the, she texted me the invite when I said I was going to be around. And I was just like, oh, actually I'm busy that day. And then I just sent her like the laughing emoji. I was like, no, I'll be there. <laughs> but <laughs> I had a feeling because she was talking about her baby names with me and then had sent me pictures of like weird stuff like she had gone on Michael's website looking for um like baby shower supplies and there were like some really weird results and she was texting them to me and she's like what is this so then when she asked me what are you are you free I'm like okay that's probably her baby shower but um I was just like oh never mind I actually do have stuff going on sorry (laughs) And of course, Sheldon ends up being the one to bug Penny all night anyways. Oh, irony. Yes. Um, But then we jump to Vegas real quick as Leonard and Raj are getting ready to head out. Um, I don't trust anything that you put in your mouth and wash your hair at the same time. Raj's mouthwash, body wash, shampoo and conditioner in one bottle. I'm like, ooh, I will not be consuming that. It's probably, like, some MLM that's, like, you can use this for everything. (laughs) I mean, like, body wash, shampoo, conditioner, all right. Adding lotion in there makes it iffy, and then mouthwash is just a no. (laughs) I won't even use a shampoo, conditioner together, um, just because I know what that does to my hair. I need different... 
And I mean, like, there are some people that use way more hair products than I do, but like, I need shampoo to do a specific thing and I need conditioner to do a specific thing. And, um, I can't even, if I'm like in a hotel and like, I didn't like when we were on vacation and we were just kind of like using the hotel stuff, like I just used what they had, but I'm still like, mm, I don't like doing that just because if you change literally anything, my hair is just like, it is now anything can happen Thursday all week long. <laughs> yeah, and I will. Ironically, how the next line, sorry, is Leonard asking to borrow aftershave. I'm like, that's what they missed in the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what were you going to say? Sorry. Or just, yeah, like, if, like, I'm at, like, a hotel, I'll use whatever they have. But otherwise, yeah, the separate products. Same. Um, but, yeah, so Leonard and Raj are getting ready to head out. Um, but Howard is busy obsessively checking Les- Leslie's Facebook and wanting to, he says, correct people, but just lie about who dumb to. Also, if they're friends with benefits, why was this on Facebook anyway? <laughs> right? I mean... I guess they could have had, like, an it's complicated. Oh, gosh. I don't don't even think that's an option anymore. (laughs) Anymore. That was not a great option to have to start with. Um, I had mine listed as it's complicated just because I was in this big, like, chaos phase back when I was, like, 19. And I was like, I'll just mark it that way. But um, I don't think they have that as an option anymore. I'm not sure, though. Um, But, yeah, I don't know why that was on. Honestly, I love... Like, a lot of my friends just don't, like, they're, they'll be married, and, like, I know that they're married. In some cases, I was at their wedding, and they just don't have relationship info on Facebook. And I'm like, I kind of like that, because I feel like having all of that information, it's just kind of like, you know, the people in my life know what my relationship status is, and I don't feel that, like, my, like, 4,000 Facebook friends, it's not that many, um, need to know everything and a lot of my friends also like they're updating their status to be in a relationship when they've been with someone like a year and a half and they're like oh I guess we should probably put this on Facebook but I feel like back then it was kind of like the second you were in a relationship it was like boom 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 and I actually I um I wasn't at this wedding I was invited to this wedding but I couldn't go um there was somebody who like as part of her wedding ceremony she changed her last name on Facebook, like, at the altar after the kiss. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> I guess to her, it was a big... I mean, I know to some people moment. it is. It's just not for me. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even have a status listed, partly because I don't need men in my DMs being like, so you're single. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I go, yeah, I'm gay. And then they go, well, you're fat and ugly anyway. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's why you originally messaged me. Um, but yeah, so Howard is going to say that he dumped her, which first of all, no one's going to believe anyway. Like (laughs) that could be a case where he actually did dump her and everyone would just be like, yeah, that's not what happened. That is very true. 
And not even just like, a, I feel like people would make that joke about Leonard and Penny too. And the show did make those jokes about Leonard and Penny, but like, it's also, it has nothing to do with attractiveness or anything like that. It's just like, if Leslie Winkle wants to be in a something with you, she is in something with you and it ends when she decides it ends. And that's just her energy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, because we basically, we very much saw that play out between her and Leonard with their very brief, um, well, with at least the first attempt with the kiss, so. Yes. She was just like, nope, so that was it. Which I wonder if they kind of created that character to be like, we're going to fan service the Roseanne fans, but we're also going to make it really clear that this is not happening, so we're just going <laughs> to give her this character trait. <laughs> Yeah. Well, then, so Leonard and Raj ultimately head out, leaving Howard in the room. And then uh, back to Penny and Sheldon. She's looking for her emergency key. And then, uh, well, I, I do like Sheldon's little comments. Like, we have a bowl. <laughs> they go in the bowl. You Let me tell bowl. you, the only way my mother has pronounced bowl since this episode aired is like that. <laughs> I f- it's not like my sister. Like, in some cases, my sister will make references or she'll phrase things a certain way. Um, like, when she sees, like, some of her friends or, like, her ex or something like that, like, working at, like, a really boring job, she'll just be like, oh, is this your entire job? Your parents must be so proud or something like that. And I don't think I've said this before on this podcast, like, I don't know if in every case she remembers it's a Big Bang Theory reference. My mother 100% does. But she'll just be like, I have to wash the bowls, like, every single time. (laughs) And I really don't know. I feel like I could be like, Mother, I will, like, move out if you can pronounce bowl normally. And I don't know if she could do it. (laughs) It's just stuck now. Like, I changed the way that I write my A's and my Y's a couple, um, like, a year and a half ago. And it was because at work, I was just wanting to make very clear what I was doing and that it was me and that it wasn't anyone else. Um, And now I was trying to write something my, like, old way of writing because so I'm going to a birthday party this weekend um, for my friend's son. He turns one on Friday. And um, I'm one of the presents that I'm giving him is like from another one of our friends that couldn't make it. And it was at my house. I was wrapping everything today and I was going to write. uh, I was writing to him from the friend, but I was writing it like I wrapped it in different wrapping paper and everything like that. Just so it's very clear that like this is from her. It's not just me like putting her name on it. And I was going to, like, write her name, like, my old handwriting, and I could not do it. There are two A's in her name, and it's Sierra. I don't know why I'm just being, like, a friend. Um, And I wrote the A's the old way, and I literally took the sticker, or my new, the way that I write them now, and then I took the sticker off the wrapping paper. I was very careful about taking it off without ripping it. I put a new sticker on, and I wrote it the exact same way, and I'm like, fuck it. I'll just tell Casey that I I did the text. (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if my mom could say bowl normally now that's what we're circling back to um Mm -hmm. so then penny's key is in leonard and sheldon's apartment i think it's very interesting that sheldon noticed that the milk carton felt lighter but he didn't notice that their key was in there unless she put it in the bowl but i don't think she did no 
But yeah, so this was one of the parts of the episode I just completely forgot about. Just like in Sheldon's delivery, I'm like, you're the milk thief. I was like, oh, yes, I do enjoy this part. There were definitely I said I was crazy, but I knew it felt lighter. There are definitely moments in my life where it's like not just a light bulb going off moment. It's like an entire like entire warehouse of light bulbs going off. And that's that energy. Also, mm-hmm. it just drives home. How insane, I don't like using insane, I need to stop, how wild it is that Leonard has to live with somebody who's like, the milk is lighter, like, do they log everything they eat? (laughs) Like, how does he, like, it, it would drive me up the wall. Well, I guess if Leonard doesn't drink milk because he's lactose intolerant, if Sheldon's the only one drinking it he would, I guess, be paying attention and be like, hey, this is lighter than the last time I used it. That's true. I just can't imagine remembering that. I can't either, but he's Sheldon, so... Like, I literally opened my fridge this morning to have some cereal, and I'm like, why is there only a gallon of milk in here? There was like a gallon and a half yesterday, and I walked out to my recycle bin, and there's an empty, rinsed-out gallon of or gallon jug in it. And I stared at it for several minutes, and then I was like, I do remember putting that there. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I mean, a half gallon of milk, that's several days. Even for me, who definitely, um, I, you know, I grew up in the, oh, you have to drink a bunch of milk for strong bones. Like, I still, I love milk. I drink milk all the time. People think it's so gross. And they're like, that's juice from a cow. And I'm like, you eat cheese. <laughs> Which arguably is much grosser if you think about it. Mm-hmm. I also love cheese. I was watching The Circle on Netflix, which I know I'm way late to the party on that because it's had like four seasons and it came out like right around COVID. And it's like everyone watched that and then Tiger King or Tiger King and then that. I don't remember the order. But I was like, I need some mindless crap to watch. Honestly, when we watched Diana, it just brought my IQ down so much that I was like, I'll watch a social media reality show. Fine. So I start watching that. And this one girl in season two, they're like, the host is all like, oh, well, the day is ending. And so everyone's cooking dinner and they're all in their like respective pods cooking dinner. And then you see this one girl that's just has a pan that she's slowly like swirling this liquid around in it. And she mumbles to herself, I thought if you heated milk long enough, it turned into cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And I'm like, I have my life together so much more than I thought I did before I watched this. <laughs> because she was, I'm like, how long was she standing here just expecting the milk to turn into cheese? Mm-hmm. Okay, back to this episode. When yes. you edit, you should like just keep track of how many different topics we go off on. Because I feel <laughs> like this one's very high. Um, okay, so then... Sheldon says, I can't eat my dinner in your apartment. That doesn't make sense. And then he does his southern accent. Because today is the day to stop making sense. Today is the day to stop making sense. Pile in my pickup. That is a common phrase around here. So I was like, hey, look at that. Is but, it? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're putting a lot of people in the car, you say, oh, mm-hmm. we can all pile in the pickup. And that usually means people are sitting in the back. Mm. Um. Anyway, so now they are at Vegas, Vegas not them, the others. Yes. Uh, Leonard and Raj are, well, at least Raj is very happy between the free drinks, the slot machines, and um, 
the 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 shrimp and everything. All you can eat shrimp for three ninety five sounds like a health hazard waiting to happen. <laughs> unless they, unless by three ninety five with... he's like m- moving some decimal points in his misunderstanding. <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, just thinking that combined with lots of free alcohol just does not seem like a great combo. <laughs> no. And I know some, especially free alcohol. Like I know sometimes there's places where like the alcohol or the, the either the food costs a lot of money, but the alcohol's free or the alcohol costs a lot of money, but the food is free. And it's like they get lured in by the concept of free this and then they just start drinking or something like that. Like I know that that's a tactic, but I'm just like, they're getting free drinks from somebody. Somebody's buying them the drinks. And then all you can eat shrimp for $3.95. Mm-hmm. That's risky to me. Yeah. It's risky because either this shrimp is just very bad or it's literally $395 and Ross is going <laughs> to get hit with a major charge. Imagine explaining that one to mom and dad. Better hope he wins big on the slot machines. <laughs> So then Raj meets Michaela. Yes. I find it very interesting that he consistently uses his full name as a pickup line. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, I understand he's like, ooh, I'm a foreigner, but I feel like putting doctor in front of the name would be more impressive. Maybe it's just me, but. Yeah, that's true. He, you'd think he would include that. I feel like he does at other points in the series, but, like, if he says, like, I'm Dr. Rajesh Kuthrapali, that is way more. And then, like, just a little bit later in the scene, he's like, party's my middle name, or it would be if it weren't Ramayan. I'm like, what about Ramayan do you think is going to get you women? (laughs) So, like, whenever there's, like, I don't know if he mentions it, his middle name, in any other episodes, but, like, So, remember when I did the, like, trivia thing at Comic-Con the one year where they asked me questions? And one of them was... Huh? (laughs) You were, like, the trivia thing where they asked me questions, and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that is trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, yeah, the Big Bang Theory thing. Yeah. And, like, one of the questions was, like, like, spell Raj's full name. And, I like, I only did Rajesh Kutrapali, and I, like, I was tempted to include the Ramayan, Ramayan, but I was also, like... I'm not positive how to spell his middle name. And I was also thinking, like, I'm pretty sure they don't want his middle name. They're just thinking, like, Rajesh. Like, they want the full name that way. So, like, I didn't end up including it. And then the writers didn't either. But then I was kind of, like, wishing that I did just to get, like, an extra edge over them with the yeah. scoring. Um, but, yeah, like, I always think back to that now when I, like, see his full name. And also, like, how I thought it was spelled was how it's spelled. So, like, I would have gotten it right anyways, but... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he meets her. She's asks if he wants a little party, like you said. It's his middle name, apparently. If it weren't Ramayan. Yes. And Leonard wants to talk to Raj over on the side for a second. Because he knows that she is a sex worker. Um, And I like the way that Leonard phrases it. Like, in your entire life, how many gorgeous women have walked straight up to you in a bar and asked if you wanted to party? (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Part of me is like, 
I like I do not remember like watching the episode the first time. I don't know like if I would have just like mind jumped straight to like sex worker. Um I don't know. But also I feel like that is just so like not anything I would tend to think of anyways. Like it's I don't know. Yeah. And then Raj's line maybe I can save her. Um couple different ways to look at that. Um I think that he means in a moral sense, which I don't love. Like, he can mm-hmm. save her from, like, selling her body, which, like, if you work in a factory, you sell your body. If you do any type of physical labor, you sell your body. Like, sex is not the only way that employers or clients or contracts or anything can use your body. Like, I sold my body for 13 years when I worked on the farm I was not a sex worker. I did not have sex a single time on that property. And I, they were, I was still selling my body because the, what I was getting paid to do was physical work. It helped, it contributed to how messed up my shoulder is. I know my back problems were made worse there. I think Raj is talking in the moral sense, which is not cool. Um, there are sex workers who are essentially human trafficking victims. Um, the reason I don't think that this is where they're going with this is because they don't handle human trafficking sensitively on the show. The only time I can think about it is when Penny's like, oh, I think my nail place is like a front for human trafficking, but they're so good at nails. I don't think that's where they're going with this. Um, and then there are sex workers who are like, I don't need saving. I am making a shit ton of money and I'm working a lot less than office workers or something do. Mm-hmm. So I understand Raj's maybe, I feel like that line does fit with um, his character. I just don't love it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like watching this episode and like trying to think about like, how I feel about it, I guess, like, with more, like, current understanding of, like, sex workers or maybe more than just, like, when it first aired or, like, how little I probably thought about it at the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Raj's line there is, like, what stood out most is, like, more of a iffy or not great line versus most of the rest of the episode. It's not like they're, like, looking down on her, really, in any ways. It's just sort of, like, that's what she is. And that's just the situation. I don't think the characters are looking down on her, but I think that, like, in a lot of this, the joke is that she's a sex worker. Mm -hmm. Just, like, a couple episodes ago, like, the joke was that Raj had sex with a fat person. Yeah. Like, that, I don't love that. Um, And I think, like, you can go to Vegas and not hire a sex worker, And I feel like this is just kind of like, oh, well, they're in Vegas, so of course there has to be sex work involved. I don't hate it because they are at a bar. They are kind of looking to get laid. And honestly, as far as I'm concerned, like, if you want to get laid and you're willing to pay for it, go for it. Mm -hmm. Like, I saw one of my friends was just like, I'm jealous of sex workers. I've been giving it up for free for 10 years, and these people are out here just making money. (laughs) Um, Siraj so ends up telling her it was lovely to meet you and best of luck. I <laughs> just like best of luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> like it's just so formal. Yes. Which I mean, they are they would be discussing what is technically a business transaction. So best of luck in your future endeavors, but I'm not going to enter in a you know, schedule C situation. I mean that that works. Yes. Um, and then Leonard sees updates from Howard on Twitter. Which he says, check out his latest Twitters, 
which is just stands out as weird because we like we say tweets now i don't know if when this aired twitters was a phrase but it might just be like a generational thing like i have friend or facebook friends some of them i've met in real life through the horse racing or photography world but like Older people like my parents' age, like, I think maybe now since news stories would say, like, oh, Donald Trump's tweets or Donald Trump tweeted. But, like, at least prior to that whole mess happening, um, I feel like older people, which, I mean, the, the writers would be in that demographic, like, they would say, like, oh, do you Twitter? I don't Twitter. Or I have a Twitter account, but I don't Twitter. So, like... I don't think it's something that we ever said, but I feel like older people did. I don't know if I would have, like, considered the writers, like, older in, like, terms of that. I mean, like, older than us, obviously. Chuck Lorre was... Hang on. Chuck Lorre was 57 when this aired. Okay. So but I feel like the writer's age. room at least skewed younger than that. I mean, maybe, but they're still, you know, like, like what am I, like, what am I trying to say? Like, there's a lot of like words and phrases and stuff that like Gen Z is using that I know what it means only because I have friends who are Gen Z. If you're, like, a writer room, but, like, your bosses in Hollywood have all been older, like, you could just pick up how they phrase things. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chuck Lorre, Bill Prady, and Steve Malaro wrote this episode. Let's see. Prady. He's, he's younger, I think. Okay, so... He was 49. That's still older. Um... Steve Malaro age. He's he's the young one in the group, I think. Yeah. He still was almost 40. So, I mean, maybe. I mean, I know Ellen DeGeneres referred to it as birdie. Like, she would ask people, do you birdie, when she would ask if they have Twitter. So, I mean, that whole, that whole era was... I didn't even understand what she was talking about. But she would just be like, oh, do you birdie? <laughs> and she's like, well, I have an account, but I don't... And she's like, yeah, I don't birdie much either. And I don't know if she was just trying to be funny, but that was like exclusively the way that she referred to Twitter for a while. So I don't even know. I think people, when it came out, people didn't really know what the verbiage was going to be. Because I mean, Mm -hmm. tweet was technically a word before this, but like people didn't use it. Like it wasn't used Mm -hmm. to talk about people. So I think people just didn't understand. Also, Howard, if your goal is to make people think that you dumped her. Why are you tweeting this shit? <laughs> Very true. Yeah, unless he's trying to have, like, two separate, like, I don't know, personas, or, like, a Facebook versus a Twitter, if he has, like, different followers, but still, like... That's not, I'm sure, the impression he wants to be getting out to people. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, as you know, like, I have a fandom Twitter and a, like, actually, like, my real life Twitter. But, Mm -hmm. like, if my colleagues and friends are on my Facebook and know that Twitter, other people do, too. Like, you and Emily are, like, the only people I know in real life that know my fandom Twitter handle. And the only people that know my 
quote-unquote real handle are the people who know my last name, which there are some people that we've met through fandom that do that follow me. Um, But in general, they don't. But I feel like the more people that know it, like it seems very clear this is Howard's Twitter. So I don't know. So then they decide that they should figure out if they can hire Michaela. And then it cuts to, to yeah, then it cuts to, there's a brief Sheldon and Penny, right? Yes. Okay, so it's like. As, as they're eating dinner, which apparently Sheldon gave in on that, <laughs> um, he tries to make small talk by asking how her day was. Um, and I like it when he like, when she's initially like, oh, you know, like you don't have to. And he's like, no, like it's the accepted convention. He's just like. How was your day? Yeah, <laughs> like, like I have gonna do this. this bit. <laughs> yes. Um, and then she starts to talk about work, and he's just like, "Nope, I'm sorry, that's not gonna, that's not gonna work here." Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so then back to Vegas again. Uh, Leonard and Raj talk to Michaela. With, it's an awkward situation as they're trying to, like, confirm that she's a sex worker and then, like, okay, well, can you – this is what we want to do now. Yeah. Um, um, I also want to say really quick, we're just using sex worker because we're sometimes speaking generally about them. Um, Michaela does call herself a prostitute, which is what Raj and them have been referring to her as. I've talked about this before. I don't remember what episode, but I was discussing um, Firefly came up and I was talking about how, um, you know, Inara doesn't like being shamed by Mal for her job, but then she kind of shames um, her friend and um, their work because she's she spends the entire series saying I'm not a whore. But then she's like, oh, no, like I'm a companion, but they're whores. So, um, you know, she's kind of guilty of the same thing. And I feel like that's not talked about enough um, in terms of Firefly discussion. But um, there are some sex workers who, like, will say, like, yeah, I'm a prostitute. I'm a whore. I'm a hooker. Um, And I want to make it clear that um, Michaela can call herself a prostitute if she wants to. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, We are just saying sex worker because... There's, there's conversations in this episode where we kind of talk about it more broadly, and sex worker is the, like, generally accepted polite term. Yeah. So, they clarify that she is a sex worker, and then Leonard talks about wanting her to cheer Howard up, and Raj specifies with sex. <laughs> um, which, yes. Um... <laughs> like Raj's, how can she be when you beat around the bush? Well, they just established her profession and they're like, we're looking <laughs> to hire you. So, I mean, it's the beating around the bush was the, hi, um, we were wondering, like, if you're not busy, like, um, like that is when you're beating around the bush. Yes. But yeah, she says she can take good care of Howard, um, and then she can even offer the girlfriend experience so he won't know that she's a sex worker, so. Yes. Encouragingly then, here, it does seem that she has a lot of her own agency, so I don't think that she's, like, a victim of a pimp, which is good. But that is a real problem. Yeah. Um, okay, so then it cuts back to <laughs> Penny and Sheldon playing 20 questions. Mm-hmm. 
and then her guest just being, are you Star Wars? <laughs> I wonder, like, was it specified at the very beginning that it was a character? Because you can do, you know, 20 questions sometimes where it's like a character or like an object or different things. So did she just ne- never narrow it down enough or is she just like exasperated enough that she's just like, are you Star Wars? <laughs> I don't think I've ever played 20 questions where it wasn't a person, so I have no idea. Yeah, because, like, um, you could say, like, uh, what is it, like, animal, mineral, or something? Basically, like... Animal, vegetable, or mineral. Yes. Like, is it a... Yeah. And then narrow it down from there. Okay, I have heard of that. Well, obviously, since I came up with what it was, but, um... I don't think I've ever played it. This always reminds me of when my sister and I were playing um, 20 Questions. And um, speaking of Firefly, um, I was Morena Baccarin or Baccarin. I actually don't know how to pronounce her last name. I think it's Baccarin, but I'm not positive. I was Morena. Um, and my sister asks me, are you an actor or actress? And I said, yes. And she said, are you an actress? And I said, Yes. And she said, okay. She's like, were you born in the United States? And I said, no. And she got really excited and said, Sofia Vergara. Like, she was positive. <laughs> and I'm like, you realize Sofia Vergara is not the only, like, actress in the world that wasn't born in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. When I said no, she just kind of looks at me like, what do you mean? There are literally no other options. I think she ended up getting there, but, like, she almost used all 20 questions, and I think I had to give her hints. I'm like, um, this person's on a show that I watch, and it was, like, relatively around the time that I had watched Firefly, or around the time that I had shown her Firefly, because she ended up not knowing her name. She was like, are you Inara? And I'm like, okay, close enough, because you're not going to come up with her name. Um, But, yeah, it was, okay, actress born out of the U.S., and she was just like, aha, I've got it in four. (laughs) There's only one, (laughs) one person. So whenever I see this episode, I just think, are you Sofia Vergara? (laughs) That, like, super confidence that she got it early makes me think of, like, sometimes when I'm playing Wordle and I'm, like, really stuck for a while. And then I'm like, oh, it's this word. And I'm, like, positive that this will be it. (laughs) And then it's still not it. Yeah. Um, But so Penny is done with 20 questions. And asks if they can do something else. Which leads Sheldon to ask if she and Leonard are friends with benefits. Which because is... that's a natural transi- transition. <laughs> right. Let's just, oh, okay, let's do something else. Um, this scene also is um, my favorite blooper possibly ever. Um, yes. But, um, but I like how she goes, where did that come from? Did he say we were? Like, that's interesting because I feel like if Leonard was bragging that he was having sex with Penny, I feel like that would come back to bite him in the ass really quickly and not in the kinky way, just in the way that would get him in trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like how that was her. I like how her first thought was, did he say we were as opposed to like, Sheldon, what is like, why? (laughs) Like, is this just Sheldon's weird tangent in his brain? Um, But then I liked his, who knows what goes on over here when he pretends your mail was misdelivered. And why I like that is just because there's so many jokes about like the postman, you know, like it's, it's, it's it's the mailman or the milkman when they make jokes about like, oh, like this is an affair baby or something like that. Like one of my friends, she had three girls and then had a boy 
and all of them look exactly like her. And they were hoping when she had the boy that it would look like the father. She was hoping. And when it turned out that he looks exactly like her, her as well, she was like almost apologizing to him. And he was just like, hey, as long as our kids don't look like the mailman, I'm fine with him. <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought about the line like in that context. But I just like how Sheldon's just flat out, you know, like, oh, when he pretends your mail was misdelivered, like, it's basically just like an open secret that Leonard is doing this on purpose to, like, have excuses yeah. to talk to Penny. <laughs> I, I think I think she would. I think she's caught on to that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then how she's like, no, just mail. It's like, no, no, he he just pretends the mail was just misdelivered and that's it. Like, you know, like yeah. very open secret, like you were saying, which I think I think she kind of especially given where we are in the series and how we get like multiple confirmations of how she feels about him in the next couple of episodes. I am so looking forward to talking about them. But yes. um, at this point, um, how I think she's kind of like, yeah, he does do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but still no benefits right now, just the mail. No, Nothing no, else. no, not yet. Um, yeah. and so then, of course, the blooper being her saying just benefits. So, the funniest part about just benefits, no mail is like how immediate her realizing that was wrong was. Like, it was mm-hmm. almost as if, like, it takes you a second. So, it was like she's partway through the line when she realizes it's wrong, but her body will not let her react until she finishes the line because it's like immediately she's like no (laughs) like she didn't even pause for breath there wasn't like the audience didn't even have a chance to react because like if they thought that that was the line that could have been like a ooh moment like what did she just reveal is this a plot twist are we going to find out that something's been going on but mm-hmm. they react just to her blooper because she so quickly realizes it's wrong <laughs> and how awful it sounds that way um and then we learn later that benefits no mail was Kaylee and Johnny's relationship at that point i mean i know that they, i know that they were dating but like that was during that point in their lives um, and then, yeah. like, how Jim just completely loses it. <laughs> like, that's, that, that is just so good. I need to rewatch that now after we finish this, because it is just amazing. It's, it's so good. Um, so then Penny asks why he's acting. He's curious about it. Um, and then... Um, he says that in his logic, it would just be there'd be no emotional part, but Howard has allowed himself to get emotional. Um, I don't love crying like a little girl, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Penny says some people can't handle that kind of relationship, which is true. There are some people that are very good about no strings attached situations. Um, I know that. I don't think When Harry Met Sally specifically addresses this, but people always cite When Harry Met Sally when they're like, no, you can't without something else developing. You can't be friends without somebody wanting sex. You can't have sex without feelings, especially if you're a woman, which is, I think, the little girl comment. Um, But really, it just depends on the person, I feel like. I've never actually seen When Harry Met Sally. Well, the premise of it is just, can men and women just be friends? And the movie seems to be like, no, they can't. I, of course, think mm-hmm. it's bullshit because it's very heteronormative. Um, like, I have a friend who is a gay guy. I am a gay woman. 
it is we are literally never going to develop feelings for each other, sexual or romantic. Um, and what it's really saying is you cannot just be friends with the gender or the sex that you are attracted to, because that's the whole men and women can't be friends, because in a heteronormative society, men and women are attracted to each other. Um, but when I ask people, I'm like, OK, like. I'm a lesbian. Do you think I can't be friends with women? And they always don't really know how to answer that because they're realizing how flawed that premise is. Mm-hmm. And like, and then another thing, cause it just kind of goes to the men are horny thing because there actually is like, they think that gay men can't be friends with men. Like that's why in like locker rooms and stuff, people get so uncomfortable. There was a, um, a football player. I think it was a high school football player that came out as gay his senior year. And like, the way that he came out was he sent like letters to his teammates and he basically like said, like, we have now been playing football together for four years. I have not stared at you in the locker room the past three years. I will not stare at you in the locker room now. I have been gay this entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is why. And there's also like I didn't come out to one of my coworkers for like a year and a half. And even then I kind of brought it up casually. Like I was going to launch into a story and I was like, hold on, before I tell the story, do you know I'm gay? Like that was literally how I did it. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, because she's very religious. She's also, she's, she's not naive in the sense like, you know, she's, she's been to college, like all of that. It's not like she's never done anything in her life, but I don't feel that she's really been around gay people. And so I actively hid it from her at the start of our relationship as coworkers because I was worried that she would be someone who would find out and then just like think everything I'm doing is hitting on her and it would make her uncomfortable. So I wanted us to have a friendship and a really good working relationship before she found out so that we would it wouldn't then get awkward because I was not hitting on her like she is not my type. I also don't hit on people at work, but you know, that perception is reality for people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just didn't want her to think I was hitting on her um, ever, which is good because like two months into um, my working there, she almost, her marriage almost ended. And I was like talking to her in the back room a lot to try to like help her through stuff. And I was like, if she had found out I was gay, then she absolutely could have taken that a different way. And I almost mm-hmm. wouldn't blame her. Like, I almost wouldn't blame her. It, it wasn't anything blatantly homophobic. It's just you're you're naive. Um, so anyway, um, the whole men and women can't be friends. Can you have sex without an emotional attachment? Can you have an emotional attachment without sex? Like, all of that is a very heteronormative idea because no one has ever thought it's weird that most of my friends are women. But if I was straight and most of my friends are men you know people would be like, okay, how many of them have you slept with? Like, I would get that, but I don't because it's women. So that was a long-winded tangent, but it's just why I don't enjoy these types of conversations, um, just because the entire existence of that as a topic or as a debate is based on a lot of presumptions, which are not reality for a lot of people. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So anyway, um, Sheldon asks if Penny can have sex with men without developing an emotional attachment. Penny doesn't want to talk about it. What do you think is the truth there? Because I do have an opinion, but. About. About Penny. The the question that Sheldon asks, what do you think the answer is? Um. I don't know. 
I feel like she like she obviously can do one night stands, which a lot of people can't. But I don't know if she could have like an ongoing thing with somebody without developing feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know that any of them could. Yeah, but I feel like I would agree with that. That like like a one and done she could do, but like a like a continued friends with benefits she would end up with feelings right and that's not something that that me saying i don't think any of them could um doesn't mean that i don't think it's possible i just don't know about these specific characters like i'm not gonna go off on a bunch of other tangents but i can definitely think of characters and i'm not talking like barney stinson type characters like characters that like their entire personality isn't their wild sex life um, I can think of characters that I think could have an ongoing thing like that. Um, I just don't know about them. And I really don't know that about Penny because I feel like Penny, I feel like Penny uses the temporariness of one night stands in order to not develop any feelings. Mm-hmm. So that that's just what I think. Obviously there's no right answer, but that's kind of what I'm thinking about it. Um, I think that she just is really uncomfortable with it just because of their dynamic and not because she's ashamed of the answer. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. It's not, it's, it's basically like just that being Sheldon, like this is not something I want to get into with you. With him specifically. Exactly. Um, I think that her, like the way that she gets whenever her menstrual cycle comes up, I think that that's a combination of being largely male writers, especially at this point. And the fact that it's Sheldon, I think it's something that you can explain away in terms of the context of how it was asked. But I also think that men think that we are more ashamed and uncomfortable with the fact that we menstruate. I'm talking about cisgender people here. I know I was just ranting about heteronormativity and now it's cisnormativity, but anyway, Cisgender men think that cisgender women are more uncomfortable with it than a lot of us are. And it might just be the way that we were raised. Like, I was raised on the swim team. Like, does anyone have a tampon was set in the locker room almost constantly. And, like, you would get pelted with, like, seven of them because any of (laughs) us that had one, like, in our locker or anything, we just grab them and, like, throw them in the general direction of the person. Like, it's almost funny. Like, it's almost like a comedy moment in a show like just someone going does anyone have a tampon and like in two seconds they just get pelted with like nine of them (laughs) like that was the reality um but in this case I think it's just Penny being like Sheldon like just analyze our dynamic and then see if that's a question that we're going to talk about yes and then she makes it very clear to him by saying, I am uncomfortable, Sheldon. I like how she just, like, leans down and yells it. Yes. <laughs> like, that's the only way I'm getting through to you here. Eliminate all doubt. This is it. Exactly. Um, so now they're back at the... Are they at a... No, they're, they're at a casino over, like, a, a bar, right? Because there's slots and stuff in the background. Seems like it. Okay. I'm like, I did watch this recently. It was on, but I cannot imagine. I can picture the characters. I know what all of them are wearing. I cannot picture the background in the slightest. I Um, mean, I feel like the background doesn't look like you would, at least the casinos and places I've been to in Vegas, like where they are doesn't seem like those. Like, it's, but yeah. 
I have only been to casinos in New York State because I don't remember. I think we just went because my parents were like, well, let's just let you say you've been to a casino. (laughs) But I've only been to casinos in New York State. Um, I did not like it. I went in with $20. I did some stuff. I got I came out with $28.50. I cashed that out. I took the bus back to the hotel. It was definitely more my sister's speed. She stayed with my parents for like another three hours. I went the fuck to sleep. <laughs> um, I took the bus back and I was like, good, good night. Um, and by bus, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was a shuttle to and from the hotel, because as you witnessed personally, when we went to Comic-Con together, I am extremely uncomfortable on public transportation, but it was mm-hmm. like, we'll take you straight to the hotel. The only time we're going to stop is when it's your turn to get off. And there's no fare because you're staying at the hotel. That is my kind of shit. I can navigate that. Um, but anyway, so they get Howard out of his room by talking about the shrimp. Right. Yes. I'm kind Which of they surprised that worked. As big as a baby's arm. Like if I was in a hotel room and you texted me and you were like, "You have to come see these shrimp. They're the size of a baby's arm." I wouldn't be like, <laughs> "Yeah, all right. That's what'll get me out of the funk I'm in right now." I would just be like, "Text me a picture, <laughs> like whatever." Um, and so then Michaela shows up with a very Jewish sounding name. Yes. Talking about brisket. And of Isn't course... Isn't brisket like a... Tra- it's brisket's traditionally Jewish? I don't know. I feel like it has to be. Hold on. I'm going to look this up. The first thing that came up is Texas-style brisket, so I have no idea. Um, bris- is brisket a Jewish food? Okay, it's a popular Jewish... Okay, brisket is a popular Jewish dish of braised beef brisket. So I'm like, okay, I guess I guess it's it's not, like, necessarily traditionally Jewish. I could be wrong. Okay, so it says traditionally Jewish briskets are braised in liquids that range from ketchup to Dr. Pepper. I really feel like a traditional Jewish brisket is not braised in Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Okay, it's, it's one of the most popular cuts of beef among Ashkenazi Jews. It doesn't seem like it's just something that they eat, but it is popular. It's popular. Okay. Okay. okay, I could be wrong. Anyone feel to correct us? I literally just spent five seconds on Google. Mm-hmm. So Penny has to keep Sheldon her apart. I say keep it like she's a he's an <laughs> animal or something. Like he's also, a puppy. <laughs> I realize that the, like, oh yeah, the shelters are closed, so I have to keep you tonight. Um, I find it maybe predictable since how long the elevator takes to work, but, like, someone's locked out of their apartment and the manager's like, I'll just come in the morning. Like, what? Yeah. Unless he finds out it's Sheldon and he's like, the one across the hall will just deal with it. Maybe Penny's behind on her bills again, and the manager's like, oh, I'm going to really fuck with her and make him stay there. Yeah, that would... I don't know. I, like, I lived in an apartment for such a short time. I never, like, really had experience with, like, typical, like, how long the wait would be for an issue like that, so... But you would think that they would get there 
faster and not be like, oh, sorry, you're just locked out for the night. Right. Like, I feel like you need to have, like, an on-call person for situations like Or, like, like they would send, like, a locksmith or something. Yeah. 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 So, Sheldon has to stay over. Um, he says that he can't sleep on her couch because he is too tall. Which, honestly, like, when Jim, like, sits on the couch, basically his legs take up almost the entire (laughs) length. So, I can see his point. I am far too short for that to have ever happened to me. Um, But I know it is technically, it's technically a love seat, right? It's two cushions. I I do not know what the the definition would be between love seat and couch. So, like, when you're looking at, like, so how the couch in the guy's apartment has, like, three separate cushions, a Uh love seat has, it's called a love seat if there's two of them, because in theory, like, two people sit on it, and they're a couple, that's why it's called a Mm. love seat. Um, So, like, in my house, um, what we have, like, along our window in our living room is a couch, and then what we have against the wall where, like, our artwork is, is a love seat. Um, so I think Penny's, I can't picture it right now, but I think Penny's is a love seat um, because I think it's two. Penny, yeah, I'm pretty thing. sure hers is just two cushions. Or maybe it's like one big cushion, but it's like a two person couch. Yeah, it looks like it's one big cushion, but you can see an indentation kind of in the middle of it. Um, and you usually just see two people sitting on it, I feel like. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to be. A love seat. Maybe it can fit three. I'm looking at it now. I don't know. I feel like it's smaller than the other one because we've seen Sheldon sleeping on the couch in the guy's apartment um, when he when Leonard's hooking up with Leslie. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> like when um when Sheldon was like, "Are you suggesting I sleep on the couch?" and then he goes, "Well, it wasn't the first suggestion that came to mind, but it's the one I'm going with." <laughs> yes. And so after his little Cornwall quoting, she agrees to give him her bed as long as he shuts up, essentially. And then he can say one more thing if it doesn't rhyme. And then it did. Um, The Tall Man from Cornwall also is not an actual poem. They wrote it for the show. I was wondering that. um, And then I just didn't look it up. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. um... E.M. Snickering is not a true author. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Does it sound? It sounds like Lemony Snicket or something. I mean, it, it sort of sounds like it could be one, but it also like, I feel like if they were going to reference like a beloved children's book, like it would be something more that you would heard of. Yeah, when you Google both E.M. Snickering and the tall man from Cornwall, it's all like as quoted by Sheldon on season two, <laughs> episode 21. Got it. So... <laughs> Right, um, so and then, then there's, wait, 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 Goodreads has The Tall Man from Cornwall by E.M. Snickering, and it's titled Free Online Limer- Limerick, the much-beloved limerick as quoted on The Big Bang Theory <laughs> Season 2, Episode 21. So, and then this is a review. As the New York Times reviewer said of To Kill a Mockingbird, when the dwarf playing the character of Atticus Finch fell and broke his leg as he swung down from the balcony, it was short, but I liked it. <laughs> wow okay so yeah well i guess i can add that to my reds and goodreads now (laughs) 
Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I cannot count that as a book. I need 50 books a year. <laughs> I am at, hold on. I will, that will be my bonus book. I will mark it as read once I have hit 50. Hold on. I am on, well, I'm on book. I've read 37. I'm currently reading two more. One of which is kind of like a travel brochure that, but it's like 300 pages. So it's a book. And then the other one is like an actual memoir. So I'm kind of reading them concurrently because you can only read so much of the one without being bored. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm not counting that until I hit 50 though. <laughs> um, okay. So then we get back to Michaela and Howard mm-hmm. and she's, aggressively trying to be Jewish. Yes. Um, I do not like long walks to the beach. I enjoy short walks to the fridge. That's my passion. (laughs) Um, I mean, I do like walking, but I'm not like a walk on the beach person because when I think of walking on the beach, I remember that day we went to Zuma Beach and we had to walk like a mile and a half in like scorching hot sand to get to the rocks that Scorpion filmed at. And I was so tired. (laughs) Walking, like, on the beach just makes me think of, like, my ankles hurting eventually because the, I don't know, the, like, so, like, the lake that I used to go to in, like, junior high once a year, which is very small compared to your lakes. But, like, we're, like, small lakes inland. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um... (laughs) Like, like, we'd spend the whole day there, and I guess, like, walking around, like, around it, and, like, the, like, the sand would be, like, a slight, like, incline, you know, going towards the water. I always felt like by the end of the day, like, my ankles kind of hurt from, like, walking weird, so... So Long when walks was, on the beak makes me think of that. Yeah, I think of my calves hurting the next day, because when I was hiking at Indiana Dunes, whew, um... But so when I was in Alaska, my Airbnb host took me and um, someone who was also staying in the other bedroom at the Airbnb. Um, Quick refresher. It wasn't like you stayed in the house by yourself. It was a couple's house. They live there. It's a three bedroom house. There's only two of them. They rent out their other rooms. They're also like the best people in the entire world. And they're like, oh, we can give you rides places. Well, there was one day that she wasn't working and he was off until like mid afternoon And there was another woman in the other bedroom and we were all getting along really well. So they were like, oh, let's just do a day. So we went to see like a waterfall and then we went up to um, it's called Ward Lake. And they brought buckets because they were going to pick raspberries and stuff. Raspberries and I think maybe salmon berries, too. That's not important. But they were like, oh, you guys can like go hike around the lake and we'll pick the berries. And then like you'll meet us back here because that's where the berries are. So we went for a hike around the lake. Um, she, the other woman was only there for like 24 hours and she's like, Oh, I'm so excited. I got to see, I got to see a bear. I got to see, um, we got to do a hike. Like, that's great. She was like, I want to get like an experience and not just like be sitting around while I'm here. Um, cause she's, uh, she works for Alaska airlines. And so she gets a lot of like short free trips, like on standby and stuff like that. So that's what she was doing. Anyway, We walk around this lake, we do all of this, we get back, and as we're going to the car, um, one of my Airbnb hosts turns to me and she goes, can't walk around the lakes where you're from, huh? And I'm just like, (laughs) we have other lakes. (laughs) Like, it's not like Michigan, there are four giant bodies of water that touch the perimeter and then no other water in the whole state. 
But she was very like, "Uh uh-huh, you did something different today. And I just kind of laughed it off. But I'm thinking, we have like 12,000 lakes. I can (laughs) walk around them here. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, back to this. Um, When she calls Howard attractive, he immediately calls calls it for what it is, which I like because it's like he is self-aware to an extent. I don't think I'd ever, like, pinged that it was, like, her saying that he's hot, and then he's like, okay, give me a second. (laughs) Oh, okay. I always thought that that was the joke, and maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe he'd been suspicious and then was just like, oh, it sounds like she's moving into the do you want to get out of here and then clarify it before we leave. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But to me, she calls him hot, and he's like, oh, this isn't a normal encounter at all. Yeah, that was more of how I had always viewed it as, like, him sort of, like, I don't know, playing along, but, like, kind of knowing what was up, and then he just went to be, like, okay, just to confirm. I gotcha. Versus the, like, one line. Gotcha. But I I also like it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then they, um, he, they admit that she's a sex worker, and he's, like, totally down for it, um, knowing that she's paid for, um, which, yeah, go for it, Howard, live your best life. Yep. I want to know, did they get him an hour? Did they get him a night? Like, how bad do they feel for him here? I don't know. It might have just come down to, like, how much they could afford. That's true. I feel like an hour is enough. <laughs> like, I would think so. I don't understand people. Like, I know someone who is just like, oh, like, um, this. I was reading, I think it was in Super Freakonomics. She was like, oh, you can pay this much for, like, a 24-hour sleepover at my apartment. And I'm like... No, thank you. I need a variety of activities in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Not just one for 24 hours. For 24 hours. hours, Like, Jesus, like, maybe 20, like, okay, Leonard's thing about, like, oh, is this 36 hours consecutive or 36 hours spread out over a summer? Like, okay, maybe 24 hours over, like, the summer, but, like, I don't want to spend 24 hours straight. No, thank you. Um... So then we get to, um, back to Sheldon and Penny. Yes. Sheldon's homesick. Yes. Even though it's 20 feet away. I understand not being able to sleep in like an unfamiliar bed, but also he's traveled for work. Yeah. I could understand, yeah, I like- though, him being like, I'm so close to my apartment, but I can't get into it. Like, I remember one time I came home and I couldn't, like, unlock my door and I started crying, even though, like, there were people in the house and I just called them and they unlocked the door. But just the, like, this is my house and I can't get into it, like, just really set me off. Granted, mm-hmm. I do have depression, but, like, <laughs> sometimes that just happens. Yeah, like, I, I definitely would get him being, like, annoyed or, like, upset that, like, it's so close, but I still wouldn't call it homesick. No. And, like, yeah. I feel like it also kind of, like, Sheldon's not a very good go-with-the-flow person. Like, if I lived in an apartment and, like, when I lived in an apartment, if I couldn't get in, um, my friend Dennis, who was an older guy who lived um two uh floors down from me and our apart our apartments would open up to the outside so he would always stand out on the like quote-unquote porch but it was really just like the hallway 
Um, and he would wait for me to get home and make sure I got up to my apartment. Okay. Um, he was a very good dude. Also super skinny. I totally could have taken him if it turned out he was a bad dude, but he was not. (laughs) Um, and it was also because I told you about like that really weird dude that ended up like they made him leave and then they had to like deep clean the entire apartment. And it was like really hush hush about what happened. And he had like carved the lock out of his door. And like, it was just this whole situation. Like he was removed from the apartment like two months before I left. And even though housing in Louisville was very hard to come by at that point, they still were not able to rent it out. I think like, like when I left two months later, they still were not like legally allowed to rent out this apartment. So something went down there and Dennis knew about, he knew, we knew, we all knew he was weird. Um, and so he would wait for me to come home partially because of that. Anyway, <sighs> lots of tangents today, especially since my phone battery is low. I shouldn't be doing this, but here we are. Um, if I couldn't get into my apartment and I couldn't get a hold of the landlord and he said, you can sleep on my couch, like it wouldn't be ideal. But I also would just be like, okay, this is my situation. Like, I think growing up just with road trips and stuff, like, we just kind of were like, okay, sometimes what happens isn't what you were expecting to happen. And like, as long as you're safe, it's fine. So I understand that Sheldon would be really thrown off by this. Like he was planning on spending the night in his apartment. He can't. He's in a place that he he's familiar with. He's safe in, but he's not like he wasn't planning on spending the night there, especially if Sheldon is on the autism spectrum. Um, I can see how that would possibly like really agitate him. Um, for me, this specific situation, I might be like, why can't I get in my house? But like if a friend was like, just stay with me, I would be like, OK, this is the new plan. And I feel like it would just kind of roll off me at that point. Like us. Neither of us had mental breakdowns that last night even though we Mm -hmm. had to ultimately drive an hour in the middle of the night with almost no gas and gas stations closed where we were um, to get to a new hotel because everything was wrong with that other hotel. Like it was stressful, but like neither of us were like, this is the end of the world about it. We were just like, okay, new plan. Here we go. So, um, but I I can see from a Sheldon perspective why it might upset him. Mm Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't call it homesick, though. I would just call it, like, thrown off or something like that. But I understand that they had to call it homesick to justify Soft Kitty, so. Yes. Which, speaking of, he asks Penny to sing him Soft Kitty. Sing yourself Soft Kitty, Sheldon. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Soft Kitty is a real nursery rhyme. Tall Man from Cornwall is not. Soft Kitty is real. Um my sister downloaded like seven versions of it on iTunes around the really? this episode. Yeah. There's like a British lady singing it in one version and there's like a really fake cat sound effect. Like it's literally meow. Like I'm very confident in my, uh, my uh, performance of that because she listened to this constantly. <laughs> it was her favorite version, but yeah. Anyway, so Sheldon and Penny sings it because she has only sung it once. She forgets the words and Sheldon makes her sing it again. Um, And then he makes her leave, which I think is funny. Yes. It's like, thank you. Now get out of here. Yeah. So then then, just the tag. Yes. Okay. So Leonard gets home. Sheldon comes over from Penny's like, oh, good. You're finally back. 
Because the, um, the manager then... still has not come, apparently. <laughs> True. He just <laughs> left him there. Also, like, they really just went to Vegas for a night. I guess so. All right. Yeah. So then Sheldon says that uh, he had dinner with Penny. They played some games. He spent the night. And he now has a much better understanding of friends with benefits. And then, of course, we have Leonard's confused look, and I think he looks over across the hallway as well. But Kind of yeah. like, wait, my nail thing hasn't worked in two years. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I, I, I like that joke. I think it's funny. I remember laughing really hard at it. I love misunderstanding type jokes. Like, if Three's Company had been on when I was, like, alive, I would have been all over that shit. But, um mm-hmm. I also don't know that it entirely makes sense. I know it's like end of the episode. It's just a final laugh. But I'm like, Leonard knows that Sheldon thinks very literally. So like the dinner and giving her a place to stay, I feel like could definitely he would just be like, well, yeah, that's what he thinks. But Leonard's definitely the type that if he thinks someone else is having sex with Penny, it bothers him. So I definitely understand why his brain went there. Yes. Well, it's like, you know, like when Penny was going over for help with the video game and she's like, oh, don't go in Sheldon's room. He's not wearing any bottoms. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the same sort of situation. I-, I do enjoy those. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since, which people were the shiny shippers. Oh, God, that time in my life. Um, I was never a shiny shipper. The time of my life when they were present in my life. Um, they... Um, Oh, there is one that we've I, we very respectfully disagreed with each other on. You're not listening, Naomi, but if you are, love you, girl. Um, but um, a lot of them would take those jokes at like hints that that's where the writers were going with it. And I'm like, no, the, the what what is happening here is it is so beyond not a thing. That's why it's funny. <laughs> like mm-hmm. They were interpreting that as they're laying the groundwork. And I'm like, no, no, no. They are literally saying this is not a thing. Yes. And unless you are Warehouse 13, you do not make a bunch of your plot rely on something that's very much not a thing and then ultimately go there. I'm still angry. Um, literally there was an entire plot where they were like, we saved the world based on the knowledge that we would never sleep together. And then they all of a sudden are in love in the last episode. I didn't even ship her with HG Wells. I just didn't think that that made sense. I I mean, I didn't ship her with HG Wells, but I could see that more than this. I didn't ship her with HG Wells. I'm sure that's a very confusing sentence. <laughs> I haven't watched the show, but like I did, there, there was like, there were like the little ship wars with Micah, with Pete or with HG Wells. I was not on board with either of it, but her with Pete made less sense given like a lot of the show's plot. But then they were like, oh, main character man, main character woman, we have to shoehorn them into. I am sorry for how much I have said shoehorn in the past hour and a half, but um, they're like, we have to do it. No. (laughs) You do not. Their ship name was Pika, which sounds like some kind of disease that would happen to fish. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, that's not a great name. No, it's really not. It's really not. Um, anyway, that just made me mad because it didn't make sense. But in Big Bang Theory, it was the same thing. Like, the reason these jokes are funny is because Sheldon and Penny would never in a million years. So they were not laying groundwork. 
Correct. We can't all make as less sense as the Warehouse 13 writers. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. That Amber wraps up will this be pleased episode. when I tell her that I ranted about that today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I, so- I like this one. It's not my favorite of the season. But I do think it was a very strong season in general. Um, so mm-hmm. I think other than the like sex worker jokes, which... Okay, now we're going to make another reference. In Community, when Britta was like, I can excuse racism. (laughs) Draw the line at animal cruelty. And then Shirley's like, you can excuse racism? I feel like... I feel like there's a lot of jokes that could be made about our current government in in that very specific um, exchange. But... um, um, I think that there were some not there's not not some great content in this, but I do think that there's some really good jokes, which in a sitcom, the jokes can save it mm-hmm. if they're good. And I just really like Sheldon and Penny scenes, especially early on. Um, it was kind of hard to separate them from the Shunny Shippers because something would happen. And like, there was always part of me that was like, oh God, I already know what they're going to say about this. But like, I still was able to enjoy them a lot. And I think that this is really like classic Sheldon and Penny in this episode. Yeah, their half of this episode was definitely like the highlight for me. Like the stuff in Vegas, I could like leave it. I really don't care. <laughs> I agree. Um, but when I had said like, oh, this is a good one, like... I just really, really love the Sheldon and Penny stuff. And mm. I'm kind of take it or leave it on the other stuff. So when you average that together, it was a good episode for me. Got it. Uh, well, that wraps up this one. Um, next week, it'll be the classified materials turbulence. Yes. And so if you guys have questions, comments, suggestions, anything you want to send us, you can email us at podcast at thebigbangbuzz.com or leave a comment on our website at thebigbangbuzz.com or tweet us at thebigbangbuzz with three Zs. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.